Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. I love it. Will loves it. And hopefully you love it too, because on the turntable this week, we've got Sneaky Sound System by Sneaky Sound System. This is uh, a personal favourite of mine, Dan, so you better not fuck it up. Or better not slag it off. Yeah, because I am a big fan of their particular brand of dance, uh, pop music, uh, and there are there of an ilk, uh, where there are many bands around this time, uh, collections of DJs, producers, musicians, singers, doing great dance tracks uh, with a real pop crossover. But for me, SSS always uh, pipped everyone else to the post and by other acts i'm thinking of people like uh, the rogue traders shiny toy guns uh, empire of the sun empire of the sun dragonette uh, just so that that kind of indie dance crossover into pop really hits a sweet spot and sneaky sound system are right there at the heart of it Yeah, this is a fantastic album, and the reason why we're talking about it this week is because it's 15 years since their debut album was released. But a very important uh, note on that, we are talking about that self-titled debut, not the self-titled compilation that was released in the UK, which featured three of the tracks from this album and nine from their second album. I need to make that very clear, Will. Very clear. And thank you for doing that, actually, Dan, because... The second album and the following album after that were all really good. And I'd hate for us to uh, kind of spill our guts too soon when we might well want to come back to them. Depending on, uh, you know, feedback and what the thirst for, um, who knows? Yeah, I'd love to delve into those other two albums. And um, this one I've played a lot throughout the last 15 years. Those two, not so much. So it should be lovely to go and revisit those for the listeners and for myself. There are some absolute bangers on the second album in particular. Uh, and I, so I really hope we do get a chance to talk about it. I'm just looking at the track listing here now. Uh, and it's there's at least four tracks on there that I still, I've just continuously through my uh, many years now listened to without ever really stopping. So there we go. What an accolade. And speaking of first, I have to say I'm absolutely sweltering today. It is roasting listeners on day of recording and of course we can't be you know sat out in the garden recording we've got the windows shut we've got the door shut we've got the thermal jackets on because it gives a better sound quality to our voices uh i'm roasting well i'm sweating i'm i could breed maggots Ooh. uh and i've got a fan in this room but i have to turn it off when recording because of the interference which is a real shitter yeah but we don't mind saying that when we put the song on and we get up have a dance and dance around the fan and there'll be plenty of that today in this episode, actually, because, uh, well, you'll see. Also worth noting that this, of course, was our first Patreon vote to vote for an episode. It was between this album and Hot Chip's debut, The Warning. And, Will, which one got the most votes? Well, they both got the same. It was a tie. It was a tie. But... We made an executive decision um, because we haven't talked about Sneaky Sound System before. And I think it's fair to say we've talked about Hot Chip a little bit. We've done at least 
two, haven't we? So yeah, and we absolutely will come to talk about the warning at some point. So I don't hope you don't feel too hard done by if you voted for that album. No refunds are available, I'm afraid. So Sneaky Sound System are an Australian uh, dance act. Uh, originally formed back in 2001, um, where you have Angus, McDouble D, Damien and Nick, uh, and also a vocalist joining them in 2004, Connie Mitchell. But since then, three members have left the band, and it's now just Angus and Connie, uh, and they're still up to all sorts, so good for them. And I have to say, well, we've already started this episode talking about how much we love this band and this album, but... It feels like that potentially, you know, they didn't get the UK recognition they deserved. So for a lot of our listeners, this might be one of those albums where actually uh, they haven't heard it before. So this is the the educational side of Track by Track. And I do love a bit of that as well. When we do uh, an album that maybe wasn't as huge in the UK and after the episode, we get lots of messages and stuff where people say, oh, my God, this is amazing. Thank you for... Uh, pointing your pop prowess in the right in our direction with that and they've just lapped it up which mm. is lovely mm, delicious uh, and do you know how uh, the the various uh, member component members of sneaky senses first met for the purpose of this recording no so they were all kind of working in the kind of club events dj party scene uh, and i guess all came together as a result of that and Connie, uh, this is not the first band that she has fronted. She was also a member of Primary, and she was also formerly of Machine Gun Fellatio, which oh. reminds me of that time I caught you with that Super Soaker 3000s, <laughs> and your other half was pumping it down your throat. Well, that's quite a compliment to him. <laughs> I once went on a boat trip in Ibiza, and they filled them with you know, the worst sorts of um, cocktails, and they were doing that. And we were just on our knees, lapping it up. Espresso martini. (laughs) (laughs) Just a brown muck running down your face. And not for the first time in Ibiza, I've heard. So. (laughs) (laughs) So let me just share a little bit about uh, this album in particular. The one we are going to talk about today. Not the compilation. Uh, Dan, you've already made that clear. Just checking. I'm not going to make a mistake. For anyone who's joined us late. Uh, be very hard to join an episode late, uh, considering they play I've, from the start. I've managed it. <laughs> so we are talking about uh, Sneaky Sound System's self-titled debut album um, from 2006. It was released on the 12th of August 2006. Uh, it did re- did really well. Was very well accla- very well acclaimed. Some absolute banging singles from it. Uh, but as you alluded to at the start, Dan, this wasn't really something that was um, released, fully released or had full recognition in the UK, um, although it did very well in Australia. Yes, it's one of those frustrating things where you see how well a band does in their home territory and you just want, because as we've already said, we love this album, you just want for them to be here. You want for the chance to see them live. You want for the chance to, for them to be doing all the promo here and things like that. Uh, for whatever reason, and it's you know the same with several acts, uh, certainly from Australia, I can think of the Jezebels, a real big favourite of mine that have just never quite got to where I think they should get to here. Um, it's a real shame. But thank goodness, Will, for the World Wide Web. Not the first time you've said that, either out loud or to yourself. So, side one, track one, this is I Love It. And I'm not so sure if 
So that was I love it. Before we talk about the song, I love I love I love Dan how we have this synchronized switching off of our fans before we start talking every time we I know. listen to the music. Also, it adds about an hour to the recording time. It's just the way for it to slow down. Especially yours because it's like a massive like someone starting up a generator by hand. It's very old. It's a family heirloom, actually. Quite dangerous. Who sparks coming off it just then? I think it wasn't it from your great uncle, uh, my great and, uncle Jimmy. And you actually did used to start him up by hand as well. <laughs> so your mother certainly told me anyway. After a couple of that, gins, certainly didn't call me down. So that was I love it. This was the first thing I ever heard by SSS. I'm going to be doing the abbreviation because it takes a long time to say Sneaky Sound System. Oh, you didn't need to say that then. In fact, that took more time. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to, we're not going to carry on this conversation about how long it takes to say abbreviations or the full length name. Otherwise, we would really be wasting time. And actually, and there's, there's, a, a, there's a lot to say about this album. So let's get stuck in. And there's a lot to get through. So this is the first thing I heard of Sneaky Sound System. I was immediately grasped by the wonderful grinding synths with a more whimsical vocal and some lovely tinkling. There we go. You're on track by track, aren't you? You know you're here when you hear our musical descriptions. (laughs) I've missed them. I think we might might have had an episode without them. But yeah, it's wonderful. It's instant. The the fuzz of the electronic bass throughout it is so effective. I think you can't help but nod your head. I must have looked like the Churchill dog, Will, through the uh, FaceTime camera there. And not because I'm struggling to lose this lockdown weight. Oh, I thought you were giving somebody a very vigorous uh, fellation. Machine gun. Hopefully, well, hopefully your partner. Hmm. Never a guarantee. The other thing as well, as you said, the, the tinkling, the chimes. Uh, there's a gorgeous additional melody that comes in as well with the synths towards the end of the track. But we have to talk about the stunning, soulful vocals from Connie. I think she is a fantastic singer. And I'm not alone in that, Will, because she was rated at number 18 on a list of Australia's greatest singers of all time. And not just voted by any Tom, Dick or Harry, but voted by her peers. What an accolade. I wonder who was in the 17 spaces ahead of her. Kylie. Danny. Delta. Natalie Bassingthwaite from, uh, from that group. Oh, Hayley Mary from the Jezebels. She's fantastic. But this isn't about them. This is about Stephanie McIntosh. Holly Valance. Holly. What, Natalie really? Imbruglia. Above Holly, above <laughs> Connie. Not really sure about that one. Holly and Connie and... Oh, it's like Blue Peter Dogs, isn't it, in here today? <laughs> Don't call Connie Hook a dog. <laughs> no, I didn't mean that. No. Oh, God. I'll get Charlie Brooker on you. Did you know he was a founding member of CEX? I did not. I do fantastic. know you'll have a good route through the DVD section in there, hoping to find that final series of Inspector Morse. Did you know that? You should actually pronounce it sex. No, it's definitely Morse. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I know you are a very big admirer of John Thor, so, you know, whatever. I dreamed. I was so envious of the little boy in Goodnight, Mr. Tom. I was desperate to be him. Stop talking now before one of us makes a joke that's only going to get edited out. Can't take back. Um, also, Will, just thinking about uh, talking about Connie, she was um, a mentor with Seal, uh, the singer, not the animal, on The Voice in Australia. <laughs> this was the third single that was released uh, and it got to a number 24 on the ARIA charts, which, as we all know what that is. Australia. They've probably got their own version of Rob Copsey down there. He looks like Rob, but he's got a hat with corks hanging off it. Can we say that? I'm just going to check in with HR to see and if he's that's offensive. Holding a didgeridoo. <laughs> His own or? Also, well, I love on this song... You know, sometimes you want lyrics that are poetry and that really make you think and that you can kind of add your own interpretation to. But this is not that. This is just the kind of song that you can sing along to the chorus before you even finish your first go of the song. Um, and that's a fantastic thing. Uh, loads of great remixes on this, uh, but more about that later, actually. And they did rework this song in 2018. They did rework this one and re-released it. So do check out that version as well. That sounded quite commanding, didn't it? Sorry, if you mm. want to. It's there if you want it. Quite passive-aggressive, though. Uh, track number two now. And, Dan, this is what you tried to get away with wearing when you were down your local Asda's trying to shoplift Glenn's Vodka, where it was a moustache and a hat. Thin disguise. She had a little somebody, didn't ask for his name. Tucked into a breast. He was most unpleasantly dressed. He had shoes, you ran a hide. A peanut, vest and beady eyes. So thin disguise there, and there is a real groove to this one. I'm almost getting hints of like 90s early 90s UK dance with the verses and that rap. But then the vocoder comes in and it's sort of like Daft Punk meets Kraftwerk meets Giorgio Moroder. I feel like there's so much, so many of the influences in this track and it creates something that, you know, sounds very, when was it, 2006 when this was out, but also mm. sounds great still 15 years later. So Dan, you've literally just said everything I was going to say. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to uh, jog on. Well, while That's you do too, your laps, too hot for jogging. Um, yeah, no, spot. I was going to say it still sounds like uh, quite a few of these songs actually still sounds really fresh now in 2021. And I would definitely say that kind of French disco house has got a lot to answer for in this one as well. And I think for me, that's probably what's making it stand the test of time because it's still that's still very much a genre that's much loved now. And just the whole disco movement that, we're ex- that I'm just absolutely living for at the moment. Uh, this would just slide right in. Which is lovely. Yeah. And what's also lovely about this one is you get the male vocal. And I think it's lovely when you have got two members to have the man and the woman taking turns. Uh, well, I wouldn't know anything about that because I'm not a singer. 
but yeah, this is for me. This is oh Dan, I forgot to ask you actually. What? Who's writing? Who's producing? What's going on? Oh, silly you. Yes. So the album is produced by Black Angus and Peter Dolso uh, from the band, and then the majority of the tracks are written by Black Angus uh, or Angus McDonald is the name to his parents, with a few uh, exceptions. That I'll 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 note on the way, Will. Uh, but I have to say the production, uh, the electronic production is just flawless through this album. I completely agree. And I think actually, um, once again, I'm torn between, I think this could have made a great single. I can really imagine the video for this. But also I love it when you get an album and track two is a brand new track. You know, we always talk about it's, you know, the old formula of track one, two, three, single one, two, three. But actually that day when you first could take the album home, it's nice to have a new track instantly. Uh, it's not the, and it's not the first time you've said that, Dan. And it's all about the joy of the album. Uh, and and you know this this is there's a real art to a great dance album as well. Is making it sound or having all of the tracks standing proud in their own right. Uh, it's lovely to have like an overall theme, but not so everything basically sounds very similar. And I think Sneaky Sound System. That's one of the things I love that they do. They've got a real style, but at the same time, every track. Um, stands apart Uh, and speaking of which track three now is a real treat UFO So UFO there, my favourite song on the album. That does not surprise me, Will, because it's an absolute bop. This was the first song of theirs that I heard. Can you remember, I'm reaching a bit here now, but uh, can you remember where you were when you heard this? Well, I remember how I heard about it. A friend of mine messaged me just saying, I saw a UFO, but nobody believed me. And because I'd never heard this song before, I genuinely thought she'd seen a UFO. So we got into a whole conversation about conspiracy theories and aliens and all that kind of thing. And then finally, she told me that it was a song that she thought I would like. And you know what, Will? She wasn't wrong. Uh, no, and this was probably for me the second song that I heard from them, obviously well before the album came out. And I love, uh, well, just some very similar motifs around the bass, the, the synth running through that now, but also Connie Love and her... Wonderful vocals, quite melancholic through this, I thought. Yeah, she continues to have that lovely soul. But yeah, I hear the melancholy in this one, Will. And also worth noting that this is one of the tracks that she co-wrote. This was a single. Not only was it a single uh, in Australia, which I think we're well established on now, but it was also released in the UK. Don't ask me, though. Don't ask me damn where it charted. Oh, I can tell you if you want. Where? Go on. No, go on. No, go on. Well, it's, it's okay. 52. Oh, all right. Deserve better, but not bad. We've heard worse. Uh, but it charted. That's the main thing. Yes. And it was a different, different time. time. But what a pounding beat this one has. And also, I love how, of course, it's talking about UFO, uh, some of the 
synth work in there is very sci-fi. I would say as well, I'm, I just really love anything that's got a kind of retro sci-fi look and feel at the moment. And I think this song is definitely not futuristic, but it's more of a kind of, it's, it's a bit more... Medieval? Uh, industrial? Yeah. No, I think it's more of a no. retro future sound. Um, and I just love, I really got a penchant for that. It's like an art direction as well at the moment. We're always looking at like stuff for our house because we're constantly doing it up at the moment so it's, it's often a, a look that's favored i i'm with you with our retro future or future retro also will i've got to ask you have you ever seen a ufo or do you oh, think you've ever you, seen a ufo you're gonna ask me and i haven't actually dan no? um e i would i think it would just scare the hell out of me i wouldn't want to hmm do you think there is life out there? I think we've had this question before, haven't we? Yeah, and I think my answer was we'd be very arrogant as a human race to believe that it's just us. So, yes, you do believe that it's just us then. <laughs> Have you seen a UFO? Well, I've definitely seen... Yeah, I, I remember driving once and there being something in the sky. It wasn't the sun or the moon. It wasn't a plane. It was still. It was stood still. It looked like a... It did look like a, a flying object and it was... And it's, unidentifiable and it was still and as i was driving home it just was stayed in the same spot for miles and miles and miles who knows i will i'm not gonna say it definitely was aliens but it was something and didn't you see a bright light outside your bedroom window while you when you were a kid and it actually turned out to be your dad dressed as father christmas drunkenly trying to climb in well we did that on the spice girls episode but that story is exclusively for patrons <laughs> <laughs> And this one did very well back in Australia at the awards ceremonies. It got Best Performing Independent Single at the Air Awards. Well done, lovies. Track four now, and this is Pictures. This was also released in the UK. Yay! And it got to number 76 at its peak. Oh, bloody hellfire. Well, again, it's not all about the chart numbers, is it? No, uh, and I think Sneaky Sounds is very much a hidden gem of a group. Uh, and I couldn't give a hoot uh, mm. that they never had a big success over here. What do you think of this song, Dan? I love it. They just do infectious so well, don't they? As soon as this song starts, you know, you'd have to be out of your mind to want to skip this within those first three seconds. It's just just that fuzz, just that electro, just that wonderful vocal again, just that catchy melody. I think it it sounds incredible. And as with most songs on this album, it makes me think, I bet it absolutely goes off live. But I haven't ever seen them live myself. Have you seen them? No, I haven't. I'd love to. And this is that thing again where, you know, potentially they won't come over here to tour because, you know, there's not a, a huge market for them right now. And I think that's such a shame because I looking up, I did see that they did play Glastonbury, but I think that was in 2008, which is the year before the first one I went to. So I don't, I've never, I've never had the chance to see them. 
And I don't Sorry, know if I'm you would. Mad there. I know you were furious. I don't know if you will get a chance though either, Dan. Actually. Also, well, just worth noting that they have supported some absolute track by track favourites, including Scissor Sisters, Robbie Williams, and Lady Gaga. Now. Scissor Sisters and Lady Gaga, I can understand, but Robbie Williams just seems like a uncomfortable bedfellows. And I'm not Poor casting Ada. nasturtions on anything that ha- might have happened then. But do you, you know what I mean, though, don't you? I do, but I'm just thinking, actually, I saw him once at, um, I think it was Castlefield Bowl. No, Leeds, ra- somewhere, Will. And, um, somewhere in the north. Somewhere north. And he had Basement Jacks supporting him. and But it was oh. an absolute... It was great because they obviously bought the dance and the, and the funk and whatever. Uh, and then he did this incredible anthemic, huge show. So, it, yeah, maybe it works. Maybe it just adds a different element. And, and actually thinking about it, it, rather than having another sort of singer, songwriter, rocky, poppy thing, it probably gets the crowd going, which is what he wants when he comes on. Like a, a fluffer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it sounds like I'm calling Sneaky Sound System fluffers now. That wasn't my intention. Well, it's just it's just what's happened. It's what's played out right before our eyes. Let me uh, grab hold of the reins and say quickly, this was co-written with Connie. And secondly, Will, what do you think to this one? Yeah, I really like it. It's they, they've definitely got a house style that I that I enjoy with this album, but again, still very different from other things. I love that line, I've got lots of pictures in my head. However, I've got absolutely no desire to see the images that run through your head. Uh, and likewise, actually, Dan. So there's no love lost there. Good. I'd hate for that to, you know, I'd hate to be um, tortured and have to spill the beans. Track number five now, and this is I D E W two L U. I never apologized. I didn't say it. I should have said it. I don't ever want to lose you. about this track um and if you're wondering dan it's i don't want to ever ever to lose you is the abbreviation try again again. (laughs) it's i don't ever want to lose you yes well done happy yes Uh, good never no satisfied no (laughs) uh annoyed probably yeah frustrated generally thirsty frequently but the one the thing I was going to say is I love the fact this is a real gang song, isn't it? Everyone gets involved. Uh, a different approach. You've got a bit of a rap going through here. Connie's still there. She's still chipping in. But it's a really different vibe. Yeah, definitely. I love how when Connie comes in, it's really kind of... She's doing the backing vocals, but it's she's adding to the oohs, to the lars. Uh, she's very much a prominent part of this, despite the fact that it's the male vocal that leads it. And I have to say, Will... I get real hot chip vibes from the chorus on this. And Dan, you would say the male parts are more prominent? Always. (laughs) They're the parts I notice. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think you're right with that. I think it's something to do with the vocals uh, from the the guys because they're very much not harmonious. And is that offensive? I hope it's not because it's not meant to be. I don't think so. 
it's very the vote. It seems very relaxed, doesn't it? It seems very chilled, which I think is obviously the vibe they wanted to put across with this one. I love the title as well, though, Will. Don't you? Well, you better brace yourself because there's another good title coming up in a minute. Oh, is it the next song? Mm. Should we play it? Do you want it? I want it. Of course, he wants it. It's his birthday. So, Dan, this is what you said to me uh, when that time we went to the pub uh, for lunch and then we ended up sat there drinking all afternoon uh, when we then had to go on to a very uh, formal dinner where you turned up still in your T-shirts and shorts and I had a lovely smart evening shirt on. You should have told me you were going to change. You should have told me. M-U-W-G-C. They don't abbreviate the mole, lovey. No, I sort of I did it back to front there for a change. Oh. And you do prefer it back to front, don't you? Now, this, again, is a slightly different approach. It's a bit more of a funk rap number with a really nice electronic beat that kicks in at the first chorus. What do you, what do you think? I love it. And it definitely does feel different. And that is probably because this one was written again with Angus. He's written them all. Uh, but with Peter Oslo and MC Double D on this one. Um, so, yeah, it definitely feels very different. It feels a bit more R&B, a bit more rap. Um, I like the to and the fro with the vocals. It feels less sort of hard dance beats, but more like Nelly and Kelly with the bit of a donk on. Uh, and I bet he did. <laughs> That's what that Excel spreadsheet was all about that she was uh, <laughs> looking at on her phone. I think this is the perfect way to mix things up halfway through the album. Really lovely. And actually, really nice to listen to on a hot summer's day. What, a hot summer's day with the windows closed and no fan on? Not that oh, I like to talk about don't, it. Don't, don't. I'm trying to paint a nice picture there, Dan, and you just have to just drag us down into the grim realities of life. Well, let me talk about something positive then, Will. Um, as well as the aforementioned accolades from the awards, um, they also got Best Dance Release and Breakthrough Artist uh, when they released this album at the Arias, which is Australia's Brits, really, isn't it? Well, basically, yeah. I love the way how you had to mansplain that for everybody. You know, I think I'm sure everyone read between the lines. Well, it's mainly for you. Here's track seven. Goodbye. Another great mid-album, low-key pounder. What I'm trying to say, Dan, is what a great album track. It's a great album track, Will. Um, although it was also a single. <laughs> oh. 
Dan, uh, I just six... metaphorically clutched my pearls then when you said that. Yes, it was a single. It was the sixth single released by Sneaky Sound System. And it got to number 33. And this is the only track on here written by all four original members. But it's interesting that while the previous one had a bit of a different sound, goodbye, you know, the electronics are in full force here, aren't they? You've got that jittery loop going throughout it. You've got that laser beam synth, fantastic percussion. And then there's that breakdown and then that guitar comes in. And I was just thinking, it made me realize, I think that's the first time I've heard a guitar on this album. And maybe with it having the four original members on there, maybe one of them actually specialized in guitar. And this is the only track uh, that he plays a part in the writing of. I should name him, Will, but go and look on Wikipedia. Go and find the credits. <laughs> Dan, I was about to chip in there with your reference to her not having heard a guitar. But the thing I was going to correct you on, we haven't actually got to the track yet. So, uh... oh, Oh, I would have preferred to have proven you wrong myself, Will, for future reference. Well, and I wanted you to know that I was ready to jump down your throat. Always good to be pre-warned when something's getting rammed down there. Uh, Now, Dan, what's your favourite song with goodbye in the title? Other than this one, Will? Yeah. I would, of course, have to say, na na, hey, hey, kiss him goodbye. No, goodbye by Spice Girls. I, I know, it was a leading question because I knew you were going to say that. For me, though, The Power of Goodbye by Madonna. Oh, that's stunner, it's isn't beautiful, it? beautiful, yeah. What a William Orbit production. I what an it, album. I think if we played that now, uh, we'd both be reaching for the tissues. Oh, do you like it that much? <laughs> what I love about this one, Will, is that it breaks down and then builds back up again after that guitar part. And... Obviously, these were DJs first. They learned kind of their craft. They learned how to structure a set. And I think they're almost kind of using that formula in mm, this one mm. track a little bit. The breakers down and the builders back up again. Reminds me of me, actually, when I used to be, I've told you before, I? I used to be a DJ, DJ Dan. I used to play all the local uh, village halls and pubs on New Year's Eve. Bit of a local celebrity, actually, Will. I thought you were going to say when you were a therapist. You break people down, then you build them back up again. I would be worse than Joan and Jerrica. You just break people down. Uh, Yeah. Track number eight now. And here we go. Guitars. Hip, hip, scream. Admitting because it's a good thing. Uh, this is another one of my favorite tracks. The chorus, in particular, the chanting in the chorus, I love it. Is fantastic and a different name to throw into the uh influencers list. I'm getting hints of kind of like Primal Scream or Happy Mondays with some of the guitar on here, and it was only at that point in listening to the album recently for the research that I realized. Actually, there's a lot of similarities with Confidence Man and Sneaky Sound System, aren't there? Yes, actually. Uh, Confidence Man are a bit more ravey, aren't they? But that's more the sound of kind of the time that they were recording in. And I think this is much more the sound of the time that SSS were recording in. But I totally, I totally get it. I'll give you that. With bells on. Oh, Christmas. 
Um, but yeah, another real party band. And of course, another incredible Australian band. But yeah, this song I absolutely love. This was, sorry, well, this is your line, but I'm going to say it just to follow up with what I want to follow up with. This was their debut single, but this was released in 2004, so a good couple of years before the album. Uh, and I think you can really tell with the sound, can't you? It is. It's still a great sneaky sound system song, but it's actually quite a different sound in there as well. Lovely stuff. Let's move on then. Track number nine, Will. It's over. So it's over there, and what a stomper. There's such a bounce to this one, isn't there? And Dan, not for the first time in your life, you can't quite put your finger on it. There is definitely something. The chorus and how it's sung, and particularly with the female vocals on there, it really reminds me of something, and it's been doing my head in all day. It's metronomy or something like that, but it just really reminds me of a certain song. It's got quite a a low-throbbing electronic pulse running through it uh like a woman's sexual bedroom aid uh or men or a man's mm. you know your top drawer is absolutely full to bursting also well as well as that droning throbbing uh sound you've got some double hand claps in here i'm always here for a double hand clap Definitely, and I like it. Just builds up and up as well, but it's kind of a slow grind to start off with with the male vocals. Yeah, it's really nice for me. Another solid album track. I know you a probably. Solid album. I know you think a bit higher of it. No, really, yeah, I really like this one. Um, I love as well that you've got some acoustic guitar in there. It almost gives it a little bit of a flamenco flavor. Flamenco flavors coming soon to track by track. <laughs> So we're on to track number 10 now, and this is very in keep it. What? No, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling that face because I'm ready for a, uh, uh, a line about the boy from the fish and chip shop. Am I mistaken? No, no, no. I don't want to over egg the pudding, so I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> track number 10 now, and Dan, this is uh, a very good song for a day like today. You're hot. You're hot. that was track 10 and i feel like very subtly they're trying to put across a certain message in that song and i can't quite tell what it might be are you taking the mick yeah i'm taking the mick love good because you're hot is the mess is the message they're trying to put across there i think this is another one that harks back to more of a kind of lo-fi kind of disco dance pop track of the ilk we talked about earlier with daft punk but i would say this is probably a little bit more uh, it could be a bit hot chippy or it could be a bit like that i put on my notes for this one well hints of daft punk and hot chip i love that we're on the same page and and i'm not cheating and i (laughs) 
And you did once fall on a lame page, didn't you? At the curtain call for uh, My Fair Lady. Yes, I actually broke her ankle. But I think this, because of the lack of lyrics, really, there's a bit, you know, there's, there's a lack of lyrics. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. There's just a bit of a lack of lyrics compared to other songs. It does feel like the most kind of proper balls out dance banger, doesn't it? And actually, this is a very much a day, as well as being hot, uh, you know, you could be forgiven for having your balls out on a day like today because it might just help keep you cool. Yes. Well, or they might get stuck. You've got your big leather desk chair there. You'd never be able to get back up off it. Oh, they'd be sealed on. Uh, also, Dan, just be careful with the blades on that clattery old fan that you've got as well. <laughs> you want to give yourself a uh, vasectomy. Some lovely, subtle vocoder as well, Will. Yes. I love it. So the next track, uh, and this isn't a cover of the album track from Donnerair's girl group from the 90s, Crush. This well, that's is... a sentence I don't think I'll ever hear again. <laughs> this is... Tease me. Tickle me. Tickle him. Tickle him. I like the way that you touch me. And you tease me. And you tease me. I like the way that you touch me. And you tease me. And you tease me. I like the way that you touch me. And you me there and for me this is a bit more of a synth poppy synth wave track particularly kind of when it starts and kicks in and you've got connie loves lovely vocals uh which are just a bit more low paired a bit breathy yeah definitely feels more synth wavy i almost think that well first of all i love where it's placed on the album because i think bringing in these new sounds here Keeps you on your toes, keeps you excited. But when it started, it almost felt like it could be going into a Kylie track or something like that. And then it kind of just took a quick, quick detour, a quick turn. Uh, much like uh, that time you were on the M25 um, and the traffic was really bad and you had to get pulled off onto the hard shoulder. I didn't have to. I wanted to. <laughs> well, I like the way that you touch me and you tease me. This, you know, this is almost sort of like the late night Hollyoaks or Hollyoaks Extra, whatever it's called, version of I Love It, I think. They're just taking it a step further. I always used to like how Hollyoaks used to try and go really over the top to make it more adult. So they put a bit of swearing in and make something really violent just for the sake of it. Would you ever see like a, a, a breast or anything like that on there? I, I, I didn't see a breast or anything. You've got to see some backsides, which is always uh, uh, eye-opening. Well, it depends who. Imagine if they did like a late night EastEnders and you just got to see Dr. Legg's third leg or Pat Butcher's rump. I think you're living in the past, mate. And I'm watching it on uh, gold. So before you dash off to your series link, Dan, we're on to the last track of the album proper before some further listening. This is Maybe.
maybe there. What a great time and just in time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. And I love the uh, art direction on the first two album campaigns. This says sneak, sneaky sound system in a kind of triplicated, lined, uh, bold, yellow font. Uh, and you can't quite see the whole words, but I think it's just a really... I mean, if this was huge, it would be iconic, but I think it really... You know, for me, whenever I see that, I know exactly what it is. And in very similar, the second album adopted the same thing, but blue. What, the boy band? No, no, just the colour. Oh, it was it was uh, porn. Uh, and there's some lovely variations on this in some of the single artwork as well. And Will, what do you think of the song? It's petered out. Has it? Yes. I think it might. Well, do you know what? I do, I like it as a song. It's a bit of a curveball. It's an instrumental there's some great strings in there. Um, almost in part sounds like something out of Bridgerton or something like that. Uh, never, never seen it. Never seen it. And you're not coming to the secret cinema, are you? No. Some very jazzy keys as well. Some lovely acoustic strumming. I think it's a nice way to go out. I'm, I'm here for it. But actually, yes, would it have been better to go out with a big banger? You know, or again, thinking about them as DJs, is this them fading the night out? I love the fact you're linking this into like a DJ set and just looking at the parallels there. There's so much other stuff uh, beyond this first album, um, including stuff that's, you know, up to just, just over a year old, that this is just, we're barely touching the sides or scraping the surface. So there's loads loads of great stuff still to talk about. But So yes, do do your homework before we do another Sneaky Sound System album. Not you, Will. I meant the listeners. <laughs> oh, you're talking. You're looking in the mirror, talking to yourself. Uh, so this album uh, performed uh, really well. It got to number fifteen in the Australian album chart, and it received some pretty uh, good to mediocre reviews uh, when it was released. But I would say it's definitely a solid seven out of ten for me. Yeah, I would go seven and a half, just because I like oh, to be. A bit more optimistic than you. Yeah, okay. Well, Mm. you know. So further listening for Sneaky Science System remixes from this album campaign and from the singles from this album. Uh, Fair to say, spoilt for choice on this. So Dan, what did you eventually choose? Finally, when I whittled it down, I went for I Love It, the Riot in Belgium remix. Riot in, Bel- Riot in Belgium, Forest Rave remix. Have you ever been to a rave in a forest? No, but I did once cause a riot in Belgium. <laughs> you did? Over a disagreement in a chocolate shop about how much uh, how much something was. Uh, was that, uh, did you piss off a chocolatier? Anyway, wonderful, beefed up, uh, really just hands in the air uh, version of this track. I think because it was such a perfectly crafted electro pop track it as as a song as a single as the track it's really nice that they've gone to town with this remix and i've lo- i've loved quite a few riot in belgium remixes actually i yeah i agree the song itself was already a dance banger so it just adds to the beat adds to the fuzz adds to the electronics just some wonderful extra touches in there that you might want to hear on the dance floor 
Maybe in Belgium. Well, oh, what Dan, did you that go was for? a very that was a very smooth link there. Very nicely done. You know, I have to give you that one. I'd be the first one to crit- I'd be the first one to criticize you. And you always are, actually, I have to say. What have you gone for, Bill? For me, this is the Bimbo Jones twist mix of UFO. Jones twist mix of UFO. So whereas the other one was like a raven of forest, this was more like pop as a clock at heaven. Mm. Both are and perfectly yeah. acceptable pastimes. Both are perfectly acceptable. Both, uh, you know, are nice places to be at different times. Yeah, I love what Bimbo Jones have done. This Bimbo Jones, of course, just iconic, and I'm sure we've talked about their remixes numerous times. Um, but this fits the bill. We're out out of time. time. Let us know uh, if you've loved Sneaky Sound System forever and a day, uh, what you think of our musings and this album, or if you've just discovered them because you've listened to this today, do let us know what you make of them. And do listen to so much more that they've done as well. And thank you once again to our patrons for kind of voting for this album on this episode. You did vote. It's just... um... Well, no, someone had to break the deadlock. Deadlock. Deadlock, deadlock, deadlock. Uh, and don't forget that voting on future episodes of Track by Track is just one of the benefits of becoming a patron. As well as that, we have exclusive episodes, brand new series that will only ever be on Patreon, merchandise available, and so much more. So do join us on Patreon. Do give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Do stay cool and do... And do tease me. So until next time... I've been Muck Double D. And I've been Tricky Nick. Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, apparently, uh, you watch all TV shows on Fast Forward um, uh, looking for a saucy moment to stop it on. And then put it on slow motion. Are you going to do the accent? How are ye? How are ye? I'm doing it now. How, How are, are you? Track number nine now, and this is no, 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 no. Say hey, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.